Do you find being a working mum exhausting with so many tabs open in your mind and the mental to-do list is just never-ending? Well, today's podcast is just for you, talking all things about life admin and the mental load. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real-world tips, tricks, and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family, and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. Well, hello there, mamas. Welcome back to the very first episode of the Working Mama podcast for 2022. Yes, what a year it has already been and we are only at the end of January. That little C word has popped its head back up and I don't know about you, but it's certainly impacting my work at times uh, with childcare and getting that dreaded message, please come and pick up your kids ASAP, they're an education contact. But all things aside, you know what, we'll get through it, mama, you know we will and That's why we have the Working Mama community to support you and know you aren't alone in managing the juggle of motherhood and career. Uh, Doors are currently open to the Working Mama Village, the membership with masterclasses, great support, great network and collaborations. Um, You can also access on-demand classes for you as well. Uh, That's open, so I'll include the link into the show notes. Currently, it's only $20 a month or $200 for the year. So what you get for the value, think about as your own personal you know, coach, the, the, you know, we're cheering you on from the sidelines. So that's currently open at the moment. So check out the link in the show notes. Today's episode, I am so, so, so excited by. I had the pleasure of speaking with both Mia and Dinah from Life Admin Life Hacks, and they've just released a new book as well around Life Admin Hacks. So go definitely go check it out, you know, Big W, all the good bookstores and things like that. But Mia and Dana met at high school in Melbourne and ended up studying together at university and remained friends through marriages and dynamic corporate careers around the world and then brought along the arrival of children. On the cusp of burnout, their combined experience in senior strategy, commercial, digital and customer experiences roles did nothing to prevent the onslaught of life admin, which became their passion to solve. And so I'm so excited today to actually speak with both of these ladies because they have so many great things. Um, Listen out for the four categories of life admin, the foundational tools that can be done and also the different hints and tips that they give along the way just in relation to lightening the mental load and getting your life admin in order. They've also done a great uh, masterclass inside the Working Mama Village. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy the episode. As always, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review um, on your favorite podcast app and also share it with amongst your friends. And if you're going on Instagram and tagging it, tag it at Working Mama Community. That'd be great. So let's dive in. Enjoy. Welcome, ladies. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast. I have the two very special ladies from Life Admin Life Hacks with me. Welcome. Thank you, Karina. It's wonderful to be here. So without further ado, do you want to just both introduce yourselves and also give us a little bit of information about your book, which is very exciting because I know as we were just coming on here, you said you were speaking into breakfast tv this morning so i'm very excited i'm speaking with uh, media celebrities <laughs> thanks so much karina so my name's Dinah Rowe roberts uh, my background is in accounting and finance um, but i'm more in operations uh, these days 
I'm a married mum of two uh, and both my kids will actually be in high school this year. So that feels like a big transition for me. Yeah. I work in a startup. I'm a co-parent of two primary school aged children. So I'm separated and we have like a 50-50 care arrangement. And, you know, these days I think of myself as in adjectives. I'm curious. I love learning. I'm a problem solver and I'm really into intentional living and living authentically. And so our book, Life Admin Hacks, just came out uh, in early January, published by HarperCollins. Uh, you can get it everywhere and target Big W and all the major bookstores. And, you know, it's um, a step-by-step guide to uh, reducing uh, the mental load uh, and streamlining your life admin. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, because it's whenever I survey or speak with people, uh, the mental load the invisible labour seems to be the number one topic that people are talking about as a working parent. It's one of the biggest challenges that they have. What was the background to actually starting this and, and actually getting to this point of not only having your podcast as well as launching a book? So girls weekend away Karina where so many good ideas happen so Dinah and I went away for a weekend with some high school friends really old friends you know we're having wine and we're having cheese we start talking about our lives and the topic of life admin came up and the ranting and venting began and the mental load that we all felt we were carrying was just overwhelming and it felt inequitable. I mean, we all have different um, sort of relationship situations and kids of different ages, but across the board, we were all feeling sort of done in by the mental load. And the way we think about it is it's the thinking and the planning and the anticipating that keeps chaos at bay. So we wanted to understand, okay, why are we feeling this way? We are professional, educated, organised women. How has this got on top of us? And in terms of the book, we have made sure that for all of the different aspects of life admin, uh, which we think about as the personal and administrative or personal and household administrative tasks, so different from housework, housework is traditionally the cooking, the cleaning and the laundry, but there's all these administrative tasks that take up a lot of the mental load as well, because you're thinking about logistics, you're thinking about paying bills, you're thinking about decluttering, you're thinking about you know, organising holidays. That stuff's not housework. It's not parenting, but it's very much part of that domestic labour puzzle. So when it comes to the mental load, what we wanted to do was take away some of the uh, the planning and the, the, the reactivity that goes on, the worrying about the planning by giving people some structure, giving people ability to, you know, brain dump into to-do lists or checklists or reference lists and structure those lists into, you know, what do you need an hour of power for where you need to sit down? What's a 10-minute time killer that's something that's quick and easy? Um, So giving people a way to be proactive about the life admin in their lives helps stop that mental chatter, stops, you know, the monkey mind from happening. Uh, And also obviously sharing it. In every chapter, we talk about how to share that particular task. So whether that's facilitated by shared notes, shared to-dos, a shared digital calendar, or having explicit conversations up front about who's going to take ownership, who's going to be a big point person for different aspects of your life admin. That was, that was one of the core drivers for this because it's about some of the household harmony. This causes lots of friction and tension in relationships in households. Uh, and so we wanted to be able to provide a resource that would help people get that peace of mind and nurture that household harmony. And we talk about the mental load. 
and often it's given just a label and emotional labor and things like that. What is it exactly and how do you define it? So I think we probably think about it more in terms of that planning and anticipating and, as Mia said, to keep the chaos at bay. And it is those things that sort of, you know, go in your mind. And for me, it's, you know, used to be things like remembering to buy a birthday gift, um, you know, I'm really thinking I really must get my will sorted, but I actually don't know how to do it or I don't know when I'm going to do it. It's all of those kind of, and as Mia called it, the chatter that goes on in your head. And often it does feel like that the the mums often take on more of that, you know, worrying and thinking. Um, And often, you know, that's really what stops you, you know, makes you feel stressed. Um, And it really actually impacts on your ability to be, you know, present with your kids, but also productive at work. Certainly so much there. And what do you think has been one of the biggest contributors to having so much chatter is what you said? Because obviously the last couple of years we've been in a pandemic, but the mental load is, is not new with the pandemic either. So what are some of those contributing factors? Oh, life. I'm being facetious. There's, you know, I guess there's a sense of, achievement and accomplishment and the sense of the things you should be doing and that can feel endless I think there's a bit of self-awareness that needs to happen to really understand where you want to put your time and energy and attention because we can't do everything and it shouldn't be up to one person in a household to make everything happen so I think some of that mental load comes when we think you know when we have either a lot of goals or we haven't got clear about our goals or we haven't got clear about our values and where we think we should be putting our time or we really have taken on a lot because we either feel guilty or we've just it's sort of just some default thing that seems to have happened and we haven't intentionally made choices about what we're going to care about I certainly think that's a factor Dinah what's your take Yeah, so I think for me personally, and certainly for lots of people I speak to, one of the biggest contributors is that your life admin sort of grows and explodes, particularly when you have children. There's so much more Mm. to do and so many more things become, I guess, more important. You know, even if you think about getting your will sorted, all of a sudden you've had kids and that becomes much more important or life insurance than it did before you had kids. And at exactly the same time, you've got less time to deal with it. So you might have been able to get by before you had kids um, and manage with kind of inefficient systems. And maybe even as the the, the woman in the household, you might have been doing it all. And and maybe you were okay with that. That was certainly my situation. Now, I'm a naturally organized person. I kind of rushed in and took charge of everything in our household. And then all of a sudden, was actually my second child that really pushed me over the edge, Karina. You know, I just couldn't do it all anymore. And all of a sudden, you know, it all came crashing down. And I actually even ended up leaving my full-time job because I just actually couldn't cope. And my husband was so used to me doing it all and we didn't have any systems to share the load. And so it was just me holding it all. Mm -hmm. So, you know, certainly that was my experience. And that reminds me of the sort of the third thing that we often talk about is that there's that everyday life admin, which, you know, has a certain mental load associated with it. And then there's these life events that, you know, has this uptick in the life admin and the logistics and the mental load. So it might be moving house. It might be having a baby. It might be changing jobs. These little life events come with their own additional mental load 
uh, that's associated with it. So they are also triggers to sort of think about, okay, how can I use the tools and resources around me to get the chatter out of my brain? How can I talk with my partner uh, and even my kids, if they're, you know, appropriate ages, to share some of this responsibility and, and talk openly about what needs to do, what needs happening. It's really useful to sort of split out the thinking and planning that needs to happen with the task and the execution of that task. It doesn't need to be the same person. So whenever there's an opportunity to split those and share some of the, the you know, the components of those tasks, it's very worthwhile. It's funny, I was actually only speaking with a friend um, on message yesterday and she said, oh my goodness, like in my breaks with work, we're both working, her and her husband are both working from home. And then she goes, I'm doing the cooking, the cleaning and and the washing during if I have like a small little break every now and then Mm. she goes, and my husband just lies down when he has like his lunch break. And I said, well, maybe like actually have a conversation and start to say, look, this is what it is um, and, and see how he can yeah. contribute. And I said, my biggest hot tip as well, get a cleaner. Um, outsource, outsource, outsource. outsource. That, that like you as you say, you don't have to do it all, do you? No, gosh, no. That reminds me of um, after my daughter's, I don't know, second or third birthday, you know, we had little parties, small, not nothing crazy, but, you know, it's still a party. You've got to buy all the gifts and work out what, you, what you're feeding everyone and set up the space. And I remember afterwards saying to my husband, oh, do you reckon you can do next year? Like that was kind of exhausting. Can you do next year? And he just kind of looked at me like, and I said, you didn't think I was going to be organising the next 18 years of birthdays, did you? Like <laughs> this, is, this isn't going away. It doesn't automatically have to be me. And he was like, yeah, no, of course not. Oh, yeah, of course. But I could see like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> And how much do you think of what women do, um, just focusing on working mums, is it that it's the patriarchal systems that we've seen what's happened that influence what we do and what we take on is what you say with the mental Mm. load um, because of what we should be doing um, Mm. and we don't necessarily also outsource a lot because sometimes, oh, look, no, I should be doing this and my mum did this so I should be doing it as well. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, that plays a part. I think the other thing that really does play a part is often um, you bring to your relationship your own systems. And I think um, quite often women tend to be a little bit more organised and so therefore their system kind of becomes the one that gets used for the new household. And there's often not that discussion about or even an ability to share that system with your partner. So if you think about things like um, we recommend having um, a separate life admin email address that you share with your partner. So that was a game changer for me because previously all of the school notices, all of the household bills, everything came to my personal email. So it was all mixed in with all sorts of other things. It was hard to... um, action them efficiently. And not only that, my husband had no visibility to the sheer volume of communication that was coming into that inbox. So moving things like that into neutral territory um, is a huge game changer in terms of making sure that you increase that visibility and, and that ability to share the load. So just like we have at work, we have shared email addresses for certain things um, and different people take responsibility for looking after that email address at certain times. So, you know, having that shared email address means that we can really take our turn in terms of dealing with all the correspondence that comes in. And certainly, I don't know about you, but with all of the COVID restrictions and stuff, I feel like the schools communicate 
<laughs> you made Kina kind of daily last year and I can only imagine what's going to be like this year. So I definitely don't want to take that all on myself. So now I've got two high schools to deal with, two different high schools. I just, I'm so pleased that I'm not going to be the one who's dealing with that on my own. But Diana, I think it's interesting, you know, we, we started that by saying, you know, women tend to be naturally more organised. And to Karina's point about the patriarchy, we're conditioned to be that. And I think there is that, there is that conditioning that, women take the role in that domestic um, the domestic arena and life admin along with housework and along with parenting and childcare, you know, it is, we are socially conditioned for women to, to carry more of the burden there. So life admin, unfortunately, there's some unlearning to do. Your point around outsourcing also triggers all sorts of interesting gender differences about the guilt associated with not doing everything. I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, situations where, you know, you have to bake a birthday cake for your, your child and they've requested some elaborate unicorn mermaid thing and you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, there's no way I can pull that off. And depending on your money stories and your values and thinking, you know, what is money for? What is the right thing to spend money on? And thinking about you know, your priorities and resources, you might think, you know what, I just need to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to make that cake. But if you are getting the gutters cleaned, you'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to call someone. That sounds dangerous and gross. And, uh, you know, and so there's this interesting gender split because some of those traditionally female tasks, people feel really guilty about outsourcing, but things like getting the lawn mowed or the gardening or the pool clean, traditional male roles, people will outsource them at the drop of the hat. So it's worth recognising, you know, for you, what are some of your beliefs and money stories coming up that are preventing you from outsourcing things that you either don't know how to do, you don't know what to do, that you have to get equipment to be able to do, or it's going to take you ages more than a professional can do. And think about the fact that there's, there's a financial cost, but there's also an opportunity cost of how you could be spending your time. Everyone's got different skills and resources and priorities. And so I, you know, we recommend getting up close with your money and your budget. And that's why we have the budgeting chapter before the outsourcing chapter so that you can understand what is my surplus cash and you can start to make some rational decisions about, all right, you know what? Money for me is not is less about clothes and shoes and going out for dinner and it's going to be more about outsourcing all of the crappy things that I really don't have time to do or don't want to do anymore and making that value choice. Such great points. And so is that where you start? So if we're going, right, I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. I've just got all this chatter in my head. How can, what can we do to take action to try and alleviate that? So we can, you know, 2022 can be the year that I, you're feeling more organized. And it's also not just yourself, but also within your partner and your village around you. Mm. Um, I often say it's, work out what you're going to keep doing, what you're going to swap with your partner or what are you going yeah. to outsource? They're those three things Yeah. Um, because it's that's what your option is. And at the start of the year, it's a great opportunity to review. So what can we do just very high level, highly recommend oh. getting the book, but yeah. what's some steps that you can take to start reviewing and reducing that cheddar? Well, in the book, I mean, when we were talking about life admin and what was actually wrong, we thought, okay, the way this is impacting us is that it's either stressing about saving time or saving money or we need peace of mind or we need that household harmony. So what we did for each chapter in the book, we tell you the payoff. 
So we say this in this chapter, it's all about saving money. In this chapter, it's the bang for your buck is really about reducing that mental load. So depending on where you're at, if you're like, you know what, the thing I worry about, the thing that's tripping us up is I just don't have enough time. Focus on the things that are going to give you that time back. If it is peace of mind, I'm worried because I still don't have a will. I'm worried because we haven't checked our mortgage interest rate for five years and wacky things are happening. Then, then start there. So I think that would be one framework. The other thing is you can literally just start, and for us it's about the five the five game-changing tools about setting up your environment that make all other life admin easier. Diana, do you want to talk about those five practical things people can do? Yeah, so the first one is really um, having a, a digital calendar that's shared for your family. That's your single source of truth and, and included within that some dedicated time to get to your life admin because I think that's another trap that people fall into. They think that their life admin can be done in magic time. So that's really step number one. The second Amen one, to that one. <laughs> yeah, Amen. Our power. So our good. power. Second one is um, to have a password manager. You know, I, I think about one in five Australians has a password manager. It changed my life. I cannot tell <laughs> you how much it changed my life. I'm the biggest evangelist for password managers. So getting that sorted. I've already talked a little bit about having um, a, a shared life admin email address, but, you know, sitting alongside that, we recommend going paperless and having cloud storage for all of your life admin solutions. The fourth one is really optimising your use of lists, Um to-do lists, checklists, and reference lists, understanding the difference between the three of them and having a really great app that you feel so confident to use, um, ideally that you can use with, you know, Siri or whatever other voice assistant you've got going on in your family so that you can effortlessly add things there. And that really helps in reducing that mental chatter, you know, that worry that you're, you're forgetting something. And finally, as Mia talked about, budgeting, get on, getting on top of your finances so you know what your financial situation is because that really helps you make some of those decisions around how important comparison shopping might be for you at the moment um, and whether you can outsource. So I think, you know, understanding those will really help you in those other areas of life admin. And Mia, you spoke a little while ago about the values, about doing what's aligned with you and, uh, mm. and your family. How much does that play a role in determining the mental load and where you um, spend time and try and reduce that chatter? Mm, yeah, I guess for me, it's I want to feel present with my family and I want to be mindful when I'm around them. I don't want to be worrying about things. So for me, having some of these foundations in place just means I can actually, or I have time to spend with my kids because I have thought about my schedule and I've carved out time deliberately I've, you know, set out um, time to, to get this other stuff done so that I know when I can be with the kiddos. And really, I guess the, the biggest impact for me on all this is that I don't... Oh, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> Go back. <laughs> the role of values in determining... Oh, the, the role in values. Yeah. My values are around learning. They're on creativity it's about authenticity and connection. So I, when I think about, oh, there's one around probably like achievement, <laughs> very type A person. Um, and so when I, I guess I'm thinking about how to spend my time and what's going to make me happy and what's going to be fulfilling, it does make decisions around things I'm going to outsource or how often I'm going to do life admin. It makes those things clear. 
if I was more sort of aligned with, um, you know, wanting security and that might be tied up with like financial security, I might spend more time comparison shopping, for example, or I might approach budgeting quite differently. But those, you know, those things aren't priorities for me. And it's not because I have oodles of cash. It's just that I sort of set that stuff up. I will have, you know, time box it in terms of my hour of power, but then I'm not thinking about it anymore. So it can be worthwhile for people to, to look at their values and think about, okay, am I actually living a life that's reflecting them and how much life admin do I need to do to support the way that I'm living so that it's all in alignment? Yeah, because it can help you both prioritise but also let some things go. Yeah. Um, and I think then it's also linked to, like, setting standards. Um, you know, my mm. husband and I call it the minimum acceptable standard for a task. Um, and I think that we used to have quite different standards and, you know, it's c- c- taken some compromise to get there. But agreeing what some of those minimum standards are when it comes to things like what's an acceptable kid's birthday party. So I can just let it go. Um, he, he, he might have had to, uh, you know, lift the standard up a little bit from what he thought was acceptable and I might have had to let mine go a bit. But, mm. you know, it's still aligned with our values and what's important for our kids and our family and, and I can then make sure that he's taking uh, charge of that activity from beginning to end um, and I don't have to give it another thought, whereas perhaps in the past I, I might have been one to sort of interfere, I guess, now that we've got a really shared understanding of what those values and standards are that makes a big uh, difference in terms of sharing the load. Yeah, so I certainly relate to that as well. Like a big thing between my husband and I is about being able to have family time and being mm. present and with two young children. And so that's why getting a cleaner has been such a big thing because we both were getting really annoyed and in bad moods when we yeah. had to clean and it's taking time away from family. And so that's why it was like, right, this is important to us. This is where we choose to spend some money that's because it. we then want to be able to get that extra time because family time is then a big yeah. value for us. So, And there's that and, old adage about cleaners cost less than marriage counsellors. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, if there's a source of tension and friction, just, you can pay to make some of that go away. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. And so once people have uh, got their life admin in semi-order, and I know that it can't be done necessarily straight away, but it is mm. a bit of a journey that it's you go on. Yeah. What are some advantages that you're seeing come from this? Um, Because people may say, oh, yeah, it's all well and good for having a shared email, which I'm a massive advocate for. Mm. Uh, Like what what are some of the benefits that you're seeing that come from it? Yeah. Well, it comes down to those sort of four payoffs that we focused on. Way more free time, which is, you know, (laughs) who doesn't want more free time? I think that's the biggest, you know, the most precious commodity for, for anyone these days is just time, having time to do nothing, having time to play, having time to rest, having time to read, all of those things. There's also saving money. So with the comparison shopping, all those household bills around electricity, gas, your internet, your mobile, your insurances, you'll save literally thousands of dollars if you have a methodical approach to reviewing what you're spending each year and switching providers so they're the two that come to mind. Diana, do you want to handle the other two? Yeah, we've already talked about it a lot, but household harmony, definitely you know, a lot less tension, certainly in our relationship. It has been a game changer in terms of my feeling of resentment towards my husband um, and him truly feeling like he's sharing the load and, you know, actively participating in the management of our household and our finances. 
Um, and I think really what's even more important is that peace of mind. And we did talk about it earlier, this mental chatter that often, you know, I used to be lying in bed at 2 a.m. thinking, oh, my God, I've forgotten this or I haven't done that. And if you've got systems in place, you know what to do when an email mm. happens or an event happens and you can action it efficiently, that all just goes away. It just disappears. Um, and, you know, you can sleep soundly every night knowing that everything's under control and that you haven't forgotten um, you know, one of your kids' friends' birthday parties, which is what I did before uh, we wrote this book. I, I had a coaching client who we were working on her mental load essentially and the fact that she just felt like she had so much to do, not enough time and wanted some systems. So we looked at her to-do lists and she had, you know, the classic, we've all, we've all done that, this is where we started. She had some post-it notes that were stuck on the fridge. She had post-it notes on her computer. She had a few things in the reminders app, a few things in the notes app. She had a notebook. She had different things on her work task list. They were kind of all everywhere. So, you know, we focused on condensing it, having one list, splitting it into an hour of power, splitting it into 10-minute time killers, having the conversation with her partner about who was sort of going to own what and she was going to go and get herself a new phone and start to execute on some of this. I saw her three weeks later and she looked like a different person. She just, the lightness, I could, she just, it was the energy, it had all shifted because she'd been carrying this, it's a heavy load, like it really is tangible and it had gone, it had gone. So it, the impact is real. The, the impact is pretty immediate when you can make some of these shifts. Obviously, getting your whole ad, life admin makeover does take time. Um, and we would recommend that you let it take the time. Don't try and get it all done in a month. You'll completely burn out. And it's, you know, it's tedious. But it, do, it does start to make real impact on the way that you're feeling and the energy and attention that you have for other things. And discussing things with your partner can be a, a bit of sense of confusion mm. and conflict um, because they may have their own opinions about what they do or the way that they contribute or they may go, nah, that's a, a woman's job. I don't think that I should do it. Mm. What are some uh, tips and some strategies for actually starting that conversation with your partner to say, look, I'm up to here, I'm just exhausted and it's only January on carrying the mental load. How can, how can they start those conversations? So I think that the first important thing is to choose the right time. I think that the <laughs> temptation is often to have those conversations in the heat of the moment when you're exasperated and stressed out. Um, so uh, for me, we actually um, have a meeting in our calendar every Sunday evening. So that's really our time to talk about all sorts of things, but life admin included. Um, so we actually have a family meeting, a full meeting with the kids, and then my husband and I have our own little meeting afterwards. And we always have a nice cup of tea or a glass of wine, depending on how the weekend rolled. And so <laughs> we've got the environment, you know, you're in a relaxed environment, and so you're much more likely to have a calm and considered conversation. Um, and I think then it is about um, introducing some of those ideas about some of these systems that might be able to help um, improve your life um, and how, you know, thinking about um, introducing them to some of these tools that you think um, might help share the load. Certainly that's the thing that really worked for me was just slowly introducing those tools um, one by one and, and working on them so that we could get a shared understanding of what was going on in the household um, and really start to actively share the load. And the two things that come up for me, Diane, is also the 
treating it like it's it's change. So approaching it as a communication challenge and a change, it's actually a change management project, you know, and, that, and recognising that there might be some resistance, there might be some education that needs to happen. It's going to be a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. And, and being a little strategic about that. Um, and the, the, the other thing I was thinking of is there's a beautiful suite of books by a woman called Harriet Lerner. She's an academic and writer in, from the U.S., she has books called The Dance of Anger and The Dance of Connection. And it talks about these, you know, when friction comes up in relationships, there's often a pattern. There's a pattern of someone who might be, um, you know, whirling into action when something needs dealing with and they're highly competent and they're highly functional. And the other person might sort of adopt this more complacent, more sort of passenger role. And that happens in relationships. There'll be areas where, you know, you're in charge and it could happen by default or it could, you know, it happens for various reasons. But she talks about the need to just sort of have the discussion and set a boundary and just decide, you know what, I, I'm not doing that anymore. This is These are some alternatives. Let's talk about it. But hold that boundary and stop doing the thing that's making you really unhappy um, so that other people do need to step up. And it's very hard. It's very, it's very hard to just stop and see what happens and let whatever happens happens and let someone else take up that slack. But um, I highly recommend her books for people who are, you know, that's a struggle for them, that's a challenge in their household. It gives you some really good tools and some very relatable examples of how you can approach those conversations because they're sticky. It's awkward, but they're important. They're really important. Yeah, it's definitely getting through those conversations. I'm sure everyone can relate to like having those in the heat of the moment. You're like, oh, right, okay, we need to park yeah. this when we're both in level he- uh, level headed yeah. minds. And uh, but it's they're they're useful conversations to then actually open it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always uh, just about what the female is thinking or the mother's thinking. There's also then what the father or the other partner is thinking because yeah. they may have their own thought of well I'm doing all this and you're like oh yeah like I actually had the conversation with my husband just before Christmas he's like but I'm doing xyz I'm like oh yeah good point so you know you've got to set those boundaries and also meet halfway often or just be mindful about what other people are doing that's it having that visibility of what everyone's up to and how they feel about it and you know some of those discussions are can be illuminating because you can realize well I can take that on I like doing that or I'm actually better at doing that so depending on where your, you know, your idiosyncrasies and your personality and your specialities, you might swap some stuff up. You might decide to outsource some stuff or hopefully agree that the other person might take a little bit more on. And when you did a masterclass inside the Working Mama Village, you mm. spoke and you've spoken about it today here, the hour of power. And I know a number of women that attended that um, and even they've watched the recording since they've all spoken about how revolutionary this mm. hour of power uh, and scheduling this into their diary has been. So thank you for that. Are you able to explain what this concept is? Yeah, so I think that uh, one of the traps that people fall into around life admin is thinking, ah, oh, 
if only I was just a bit more motivated or uh, if only I had more time. But at the same time, they they think about that these things can happen in magic time because they haven't actually thought about when they're going to do things. And, you know, life admin is inevitable. It continues mm. to come up. So just like with other important things in your life, we recommend scheduling this hour of power into your calendar on a weekly or fortnightly or a monthly basis, whatever I guess works for you. But often when you start off on this journey, weekly is what you really need to get you mm. going. And then that gives you that opportunity to handle those chunky life admin tasks like, you know, getting started on your will or, you know, comparison shopping for private health insurance. You know, those things that often are in the back of your mind that you don't get to. If you've got them on a list, an hour of power list, um, and you schedule some time in your calendar, you're guaranteed to actually get it done. You know, as the saying says, you know, if something you're going to do anytime will never happen. So you really need to make sure that you've set aside time in your calendar for the things that are important to you in your life admin. So if getting a will is something that's important to you, you know, make sure you use that hour of power to get it done. The, the beauty of it is that it lets you stop worrying about when am I going to get to this? When am I going to get to this? When can I do that? You know when you're going to do it. You're going to do it in your hour of power. And you know that that's, you know, Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whenever works for you. So, again, it stops some of that mental load because you can park it. You can park the thinking because you think, okay, I can, I can stop thinking about this now when I'm trying to play or I'm trying to read a book or have a bath. I'll think about this in my hour of power and deal with it. So useful. And so what are some of the big things that you both uh, implement within your lives to help you with life admin? So obviously you've got your your strategies and your books and things like that, but what are some of those non-negotiables relating to life admin that you both use? Non-negotiables are around being disciplined about putting things in the shared calendar and making sure that when we're filling out forms, we're using our life admin email address so that it comes to that central place and we can handle it um, smoothly. So, you know, it's it's easy to, to start to let things slide um, and get a bit sloppy about those things sometimes, but staying disciplined about that just makes everything smoother. So that was, that's what comes to mind for me, that, yeah. that whole paperless, keeping the paperless system chugging is crucial. And I guess for me, I've already talked about it, but it's that weekly meeting because without that sort of meeting where we get together and talk about our schedule and also what's in the to-do list and, you know, divide up certain tasks so that we know who's doing what, you know, everything always comes back to me again. So really giving um, us that opportunity to connect, um, but also, you know, to really get clear on who's doing what, um, you know, it, it has changed the game in terms of making sure that things are truly shared in our household. Um, and, you know, and also getting the kids involved too. So, you know, that's also a time where we, um, you know, certainly now it's school holidays. I've been giving the kids lots of jobs in there. Um, I use the Spriggy app for pocket money. And they're old enough now. I've had them decluttering the toy cupboard and cleaning out the pantry and all sorts of tasks. Um, and so that's a, a great way of getting them involved in some of that household management as well. And certainly then as busy working mums to you both that you then can also manage the juggle uh, between motherhood and career um, and actually being able to do that. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else um, that you want to add just in relation to the mental load and, and managing life admin um, that we may not have already covered today? If, if, any, if someone takes one thing away from today's episode, I think it's that idea that 
life admin isn't out of control because you're not organized or you lack willpower or you lack motivation and discipline. People are dealing with way more life admin in terms of our generation than we've had to previously. Like where the level of sort of compliance and regulation and the things that are going on in our lives right now, life is more complex. And Dinah and I, like we're both super conscientious, we're organized, we're productive, and this slayed us. So it's not about personalities. We have we weren't taught, you know, we weren't taught how to deal with a lot of the life admin that we deal with when you're growing up. You don't get taught it by your parents. Some of it they didn't even have to deal with. You know, they didn't need a working with children's check just to turn up at their kids' daycare. So there's, you know, more forms you have to fill out, more ID that you have to refer to. So life is more complex. Uh, so, yeah, it's about the tools and the habits and setting up your environment. And once you have some of that under your belt, you're going to find it a lot easier. Diana, is there anything you want to add? No, I think Mia said it really well. And, you know, all I would say is that, you know, I used to feel overwhelmed um, and now I just feel calm and, um, you know, I think that our whole family has benefited from implementing all of these things. So I, I guess I would just encourage people to not delay because this investment up front to get everything mm. sorted might feel a little bit overwhelming, but the payoff is like hundredfold in return. So um, really encourage people to, to start working through um, particularly those foundational systems. So good, so good. And most importantly as well, what do you both do to fill your cups? So for me, um, it's spending time with my family and my friends. Like that's the most important thing to me, that social connectedness. Um, and so I um, really love that. But also um, making sure that I keep my exercise going. I love a bushwalk. Um, also love getting to my Pilates classes. Um, and I also love reading books and listening to podcasts. So, you know, all of those things are what really help me fill my cup. Fantastic. And Mia? Oh, I kind of think about sort of that foundation of well-being and I have this acronym that I use to remind myself of, okay, what can I do to, to if I'm feeling wobbly, what can I do to make myself uh, filled up, I guess, to feel nourished? And it's an acronym for men. So I think, what can I do that mends? And the M stands for meditation, mindfulness, and music, just to shift your mood, shift your frame of perspective. The E stands for exercise. N is for nature, just getting out in nature, whether it's, by the book in the bush by the water getting in the ocean whatever it can be d stands for diet so thinking about have i been eating heaps of crappy processed food and we all know that impacts our mood and energy levels so i need to like just clean up my act a bit there the s there's two s's so the first s is for sleep sometimes it's a good nap i need eight <laughs> hours a night uh, and the other s is for social connection like Dinah, like i'm an extrovert i need to top i need to see people i need to top myself up so they're the sort of the foundations that i and the levers that i try to pull each day to make sure that there's that sort of ongoing sense of well-being and then you know all the other fun things the little the bolts of joy are just kind of bonuses to to keep yourself feeling good love and life I love both the approaches. So, so good. And where can people find out more about you both, uh, connect with you, and where can they buy your book? Because what's the book called again? Life Admin Hacks. Um, so you can find us on our website, lifeadminlifehacks.com. Uh, encourage you to sign up to our monthly Momentum newsletter for reminders about seasonal life admin tasks and our top tips and hacks. Um, and we're also on Facebook 
Insta and LinkedIn at Life Admin Life Hacks. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for today's chat. I know that so many people are going to get a lot of really useful hints and tips out of this. Um, it's been jam-packed uh, with implementable advice. So thank you so much for your time and congratulations again on what is an amazing book and an amazing resource um, for so many people because as we all know, the mental load, as you said, it's it's the most it's been in um, for parents and society and, mm. and this generation. So thank you so much for giving that useful resource and, and your time today because I know you're both so busy. So thank you so much and best wishes for the future. Thanks so much, Karina. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast catch-up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.